Listener Production. Hello, and you are very welcome to another episode of Half Science Explained, a weekly podcast brought to you by Listener and Cosmos. Today you've got me, Ellen Fidian, and we are settling in with the science of yawning. Why does it happen, and is it really contagious? You're in a class or a meeting or watching a wedding speech. The speaker is a droner, the room is too warm, and you didn't get enough sleep last night. All of this is manageable until some plonker on the other side of the room yawns. This sets off a wave of yawning and settling, and you find yourself joining in. Is it really possible to catch a yawn? Why do we do it anyway? I've discovered that it's actually pretty tricky to nail down the answers to those things. It seems that, even though it's something that most creatures with mouths do, there aren't that many scientists who are desperate to uncover the secrets of yawning. But let's explore what science does know. What exactly is a yawn? A yawn is an involuntary breathing movement. It involves a jaw gaping wide and a deep, long breath. Then your muscles contract briefly, and then you exhale and shut your mouth. This movement is not unique to people. Animals of all shapes and sizes yawn. Not just mammals, but birds, reptiles and fish have all been observed yawning, or at least exhibiting yawn-like behaviour. The Siamese fighting fish, for instance, opens its mouth in little bursts that some researchers say are similar to people. Look it up, it's very cute. In humans, a yawn lasts about five or six seconds. In other animals, it can be shorter or longer. According to a 2021 study in communications biology, the length of the yawn is linked to brain size. The researchers analysed nearly 1,300 yawns from video footage of 101 different mammal and bird species. They found that all the mammals they examined had an average yawn length of three and a half seconds, while bird brains lasted about one and a half seconds in general. Because it's so widespread, there's probably a good biological reason for yawning, right? Well, there's not really a solid answer yet on this one. You'd think, given we do it so much, we'd know this already. But scientists are still not certain why we yawn. This is partly because it's kind of hard to test yawns in a clinical setting. They're involuntary, but we all know it's possible to deliberately go through the motions of a yawn and feel similar, or stifle a yawn you feel coming on. And if you know you're supposed to be yawning for science, is that going to affect the way you yawn? Untangling these questions takes a lot of research power that could probably be better spent on other health problems. After all, other than being rude to your maths teacher, yawning is pretty harmless. But while there aren't thousands of studies on yawning, there are a few hundred. That's not enough to give us bulletproof facts on yawning, but it is more than enough to give us some good theories. One idea right now is that yawning helps to cool the brain down. A US researcher, Andrew Gallup, has spent several decades collecting evidence from studies in both humans and other animals that rising ambient temperatures and rising brain temperatures trigger yawns. Ambient air is usually cooler than your body, so pulling a lot of it in in a yawn might help to cool you down. The yawn also triggers blood flowing to the brain, which cools it further. Another part of the puzzle is the time of day we yawn most, just before or after sleep. Yawning might play a role in the change from sleepy to alert, or in switching between other mental states. 
A yawn helps to arouse the brain, making it move faster. This is a useful thing to have in the morning. Okay, but why do we yawn in the evenings too? It could be our brain's way of trying to keep us awake with a little spike in activity levels. A few different experiments, including a 2007 study in the journal Behavioral Brain Research, have found that brain EEGs and heart rates pick up after people yawn in dark rooms. More research needs to be done to confirm this. Other theories suggest that ear pressure could have a role to play. And, of course, seeing someone else yawn. One popular theory you might hear is that yawning increases our blood oxygen. This was actually debunked in a 1987 study, and since then, no one's been able to show that it works. So whatever yawning is for, it's probably not about getting more oxygen. Is it actually contagious? Given why we yawn is a tricky question, you can bet that contagious yawning is even harder to untangle. But in fact, the contagious yawn effect is so well established, it's often used to induce yawning in yawning studies. So you're not imagining things. People definitely yawn more when they've seen someone else do it. We're not the only social animal to catch a yawn. A few studies have found that playing videos of yawns to apes, like chimpanzees and bonobos, makes them yawn more. There's some evidence from four studies that dogs yawn in response to humans. Interestingly, a 2009 study in animal cognition found that dogs don't catch yawns from other dogs. Even reading or thinking about yawning is likely to induce it. I bet you've been yawning a bit more listening to this. I'm not taking it personally. I know I yawned a lot more than normal researching this episode. Shout out to hair explainer Matilda Hansley-Davis, whose desk is across from mine and who kept sending me unsettling stock images to wake me up. So why is it contagious? There are a few theories for this as well, and nothing completely certain. One element is social. We often use yawning to indicate boredom or tiredness. If you notice someone else in a meeting seems bored, you might start to become disengaged yourself and not feel as determined to suppress your own yawns. But we know it goes deeper than that too. MRI scans have shown that watching someone else yawn activates regions in the brain linked to imitation, empathy, and social behaviour. Empathy gets thrown around a lot here, the ability to understand and feel what other people are feeling. Some research has found that people who have better empathic skills are more likely to catch yawns. Supporting this evidence are a few small studies suggesting that children younger than four or five are mostly not contagious yawners. Empathy develops as we grow older, as anyone who's met a toddler can attest. But none of this research is conclusive. Another theory suggests there's an evolutionary advantage to yawning. If you're yawning because you're ready to go to sleep, that indicates to the rest of the group you're in that it's safe to sleep, and they may do so as well. Alternatively, if you're yawning to rouse yourself, the rest of the group copying you will wake up a bit as well. This can enhance a group's vigilance. Yawning might also just be about coordinating a group's behaviour. Following other people's yawns puts you cognitively in line with their waking and sleep cycles. Or, if yawning does cool the brain, then maybe contagious yawning is useful because it cools everyone's brains in a warm room. We're getting into very speculative territory here. We don't really have a clear answer. There are likely some social factors to it, some biological and some neurological ones, and some that are a bit of all three. You're welcome. 
We'll be back soon with more weird and wacky answers to life's questions. But in the meantime, you can head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next week for another Huh? Science Explained. <laughs>